this is a this is a mess. Well, everybody, welcome to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cottrell. And I'm your co-host, Amber Franzman. So, Peter Patter. Let's get at her. And this has been a mess. <laughs> it's been a time for <laughs> <Poor> Megan. <laughs> but we figured out how to do it, and at least we're doing a recap episode. We have been here probably for 20 minutes <laughs> trying to figure out how to get this together. So, Josh, this is what happens when you're not here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're allowed to leave the house again. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we are here recapping season three. I can't believe it's the end of season, season three. three. Yeah. It's crazy. Which I know there are only six episode seasons, really, or seven, I guess, if you count season two and season three, but it feels so complete that <laughs> oh, we've got three full seasons done now. Well, I mean, think about it though. If we're doing an episode a week and there's six episodes plus a bonus, it's almost two months per season. So, like, we have been at this for a while now. I kind of wanted to do the math. I was thinking about it the other day of how much time per episode because i mean the episodes themselves are still really short yeah. so what we're we're doing hours of time for these little 20 minute yeah. 25 minute <laughs> episodes our thoughts and takes on the episode are much longer than the episodes themselves <laughs> okay so did you like this one better or worse than last season okay so i think overall I enjoyed season three maybe a bit more. There was a couple of episodes that were meh, but I think overall I liked it more. How about you? I agree. I think I did too. And I don't think it was like leaps and bounds better, like you said. But I think just in in general, the overall feel, I I liked a little bit more. And maybe that's just because it's fresh on my mind where, you know, we just, we both watched all of season three again so recently. And I thought that I was to the point where it wouldn't affect me because, you know, we've watched it so much. But I was laughing out last (laughs) night watching a few of the, my last few I need to do notes on. And Josh was like, what are you doing? You've seen these already. (laughs) You already know what's going to happen. I feel like if season two was like a six, I'd give this season like a seven, maybe even seven and a half. I'm right there with you. I'd yeah. give this probably a seven. And I'm, I guess I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm trying to think again, it's the blur of where we binge everything yeah. now. I was just trying to think there has to be seasons that I like maybe even more than this, but as of right now, in comparison to the first two, I wouldn't give this a seven. So I think this season, there was a lot of character growth where like season one and two, there were storylines and there were arcs, but I feel like the characters are really starting to evolve and come into themselves. Yeah. And one and two is a lot of world building. Mm-hmm. And then now it's a lot of character, character development. Yeah. I kind of tried to go off of season two recap, just make small, tiny notes yeah. on, <laughs> on the episodes and just go back and do little hits of, Hey, this is what happened. This is what we like. This is what we didn't like. But before we do that, I do have a few previously on previously on not my forte. A super soft podcast. I have one previously on. Okay. I gotta stop looking away from the microphone. We're sharing a mic today, and I keep turning my head. We have to speak up, <laughs> and we're both speaking at one mic today, so bear with us. But yeah, what's yours? So mine is Jeff Davies. Did you get that? No, I didn't oh, okay. get that, so I'm glad you did. So I actually, I looked it up, and an article came up on Jeff Davies in Letterkenny. So, do 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 the real Jeff Davies, who sadly passed away in 2008 
was from Harrison, Ontario, 20 minutes outside of Listwell. He was a big supporter of minor sports, especially baseball. Each year, the JYD tournament raises money in Jeff's name for local charities and has raised close to $175,000 in the nine years since it began. So going and raising charity money <laughs> in his name is like a real thing that that Miss Bonnie McMurray was doing. Yeah, and Listowell, that's the actual town, town right? Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. I guess it would be like if we did a Dolly Parton, which, you know, Dolly is legendary. but Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> if it was something like that. Hey, she's homegrown and she does charity work. Yeah. And after she passes away, if people continue doing charity work in her, in name. her name. That's too cool. I'm glad you do that because I had that on my mind, but I did not find Jeff Davies. I had a few things that technically, I guess it's not, pre- it's previously on, but it's not necessarily from last episode. Mm-hmm. So, it's recap. See, it's recap it's time. Re- just recap. Exactly. So, um, I looked up Anik or the, the one uh-huh. who plays Anik because I realized Weirdly that I hadn't after that episode. Normally, you know me. I like to deep dive. So, <laughs> Not you. Her name is Kim Clout- Cloutier or Clouder. Um, she's from Quebec. And the biggest thing that she's known for, she was in an Adam Sandler movie called The Cobbler. I feel like that's a vaguely familiar sounding film, but not one that I've seen. I've not seen it either. So, I don't know. It, it looked like, I remember seeing previews and stuff, and it wasn't anything I seemed interested in. But she's heavily featured in it. I think she's she might even be the female lead in that. <laughs> His movies are really hit or miss for me. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So and and then most recently there was a short film called The Hole that she made in 2020. Hmm. She was also a TV host for something called Stitched, and that was in 2018. And it was something along the lines of not America's Next Top Model, but the the one for fashion designers. Oh yeah, runway project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something runway. Together we can do it. (laughs) Yes, that's. It sounds like some sort of sewing competition just based on the name. And then this is related to the past episode. I just wanted to clarify about my story about Halloween Horror Nights. It's not going on right now. I was talking about a story from a previous trip that we'd gone on. We did just go, but the Halloween Horror Night thing was like two years ago or something. And lastly, I looked up blackout restaurants or those restaurants where you can't see. There is one in Vegas. So There used to be one in Nashville, I want to say. I feel like they kind of popped up, and then where they kind of lost popularity, they closed. But there's still one in Vegas. There is still one in Vegas. If you're feeling that, that is definitely still not something I'm going to ever do. Just kind of. I'm good on that. Yeah. And then one last note. I'm just making this note on the podcast for myself later. I'm going to keep an eye out for alliteration for the season four opener. Because I do not remember if there is a season opener with that, but. Seems to be they a theme. Had, they had been a theme thus far, so yeah, something to to look for. Yeah, and that's all my previously on. I guess we can just jump into some of my favorite things here. <laughs> Josh made some notes for those of you who are kind of keeping track. So overall for the season, shot count. Oh God, is eighty two. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But they're heavily into specific episodes. I can't remember the names of what he told me, but he he the, did the count for me specifically. It, and I just went back and rewatched all these episodes. But the one where they're having the conversation at the very beginning is probably, I think it's the cold open when 
the appropriate. Damned going out. Yeah, being appropriate or inappropriate. I think it's the Sled Shack episode. And the Bonnie McMurray battle. Oh, yeah. And, and Shred the Red. I try to block that episode. How did that we enjoy my... this season so much? Well, like I said, there are the parts that I enjoyed, I really enjoyed. And then those parts were just like, that whole Shred the Red episode was not good. It's rough. Yeah, it was a rough episode to get through. And would, then, you, would you consider it better or worse than season one, episode three? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's on par with it. Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe they're not openly... I'm going to go ahead and say my vote is worse because I remember there's still a lot of funny, tiny little nuggets in season one, episode three for me. Yeah, this one seemed more just scraping the bottom of the barrel diarrhea humor. But I still enjoyed the season. So yeah, I there's that. <laughs> Everybody gets one. <laughs> <laughs> one per season. We'll allow it. <laughs> Okay, and then overall for Modine's 2 health score. Well, in, all, in fairness, Modine's 2 didn't come around until about halfway through the season anyway. Yeah. I think, yeah, so. <laughs> she ended up with a 95, which is, it That's seems. pretty good. Good. Well, she's ne- negative three for walking on her bar when yeah. she was jumping over it. And then I gave her negative two points for a haunting. For the haunting. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that automatically deducts something, Gail. Okay, so. What was your favorite episode? So my favorite one was probably The Haunting. Oh, and really? then I realized the theme, because in season two, I said the St. Patty's Day was my favorite. But if it was just straight season three favorite, it would probably be probably The Hot Tub Party. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, aside from Derry and Dan's little whatever it was. But yeah, probably The Hot Tub Party. What about you? It's episode three. Modine's two. Because... It's the camaraderie episode that feels like a season finale. It ends with everybody dancing together. Oh, yeah. 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 And I you just like, yeah. absolutely cannot help but smile. You love it when everybody comes together and yes. it's happy. And overall, that one is pretty good. But, yeah, that was probably my second favorite if I had to pick a second. I was between that one, Bradley is a Killer, and then the Halloween episode. They're all, yeah. I found really funny. I think I liked more of the episodes of the season, which made this season more enjoyable for me. And I also think, looking at them in order like this, La Hicks was not one of my favorites, but episodes one and two were okay. only okay for me. Yeah, I liked three all right pretty well. Four was only okay, but then five, six, and then the bonus, I enjoyed all yes. of those. So maybe it's just that they ended strong. They did. Le Hicks or Le Hicks, Les Miserables. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my least favorite one. Oh. That was my least favorite okay. one, too. Because that also uh, had that, Shred yeah, the Red. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the Shred the Red. And it was like, why are you arguing with these guys? I don't see the point in the fighting. And also, I wasn't into the Skid storyline either. Yeah. So I didn't like any of their storylines in that episode. But, I mean, the only thing I really cared for in that episode was Gay's badass slow motion walk <laughs> with their squad walk. It was a really good song. It was a good walk. <laughs> so who, was your, who ended up as your favorite character this season? So... Favorite character? Could be major or minor, either one. Mine's a minor one this time, and I'm surprised. You know, I really thought Gail was funny this season. She did good. And I wouldn't go so far as to say she was my favorite, but she was probably my most improved. I was going to say Gail gets most improved. (laughs) Yes, Gail gets most improved. (laughs) Derry had some more, he was, I don't know, he was really annoying in some episodes, and then had some more redeeming qualities in others. So he kind of 
stayed pretty balanced. I feel like Derry gets most improved runner-up. Yeah. He did his best, but still. Still fell short a little bit. <laughs> yes. I don't know who my favorite was this season. It wasn't Wayne. I don't know that it was any of the mains because even Dan was a little off sometimes oh, this yeah. season for me. He had one full episode where he was just very strange. Yeah. How about you? Could you well, have- my, yeah, I'll tell you mine. And then if you think of one that you want, he's mine weirdly was Bonnie. Bonnie, I could see that. Yeah, I was vibing with her. She's shooting straight with everybody. She wanted to be single, and I respect that. And she was honest about it. She wasn't gameplay yeah. about it. She did all those charity events yes. and fundraisers and co- chili cook-ups. Yes. I, you know what? I agree with you. I'm going to say Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie this, episode, this season. And she actually got to be more of a person this season. Yeah. I, and that might be part of it. But, like, overall... I was like, I'm really vibing with Bonnie. I like Bonnie this season. Yeah, I like that. All right. I'll agree with that one. You don't have to do this one, but I did just write down my favorite scene of the whole season was <laughs> was Coach's Oreo speech. I was going to ask. So literally, I was, I was playing dangerously this week, and I decided to not make any notes just to try to be very in the moment about it. But when I was going back, I was going to ask you what your favorite coach rant was, and the Oreo <laughs> one was my favorite. I love it. It's just so funny. And then maybe the second best is when he comes in, he says, I have never been less embarrassed. Yes. Yes. With his steel toe boot on. I love it. He is overcome with emotion. And then he has to scream, Riley and Josie, you have a visitor. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to turn it off. I really like Glenn's seance scene yeah. in the Halloween episode. And again, I don't know if that episode should count, but I'm going to count it. Yeah, no, it was really good. Like, that specific chunk of the Halloween episode was probably my favorite when they're doing the seance and Roll gets possessed. That's all I have for the overall stuff. I tried to go back and listen to all of our episodes on top of watch the season, but our ep- but that's, say, like that's seven, commitment. Uh, yeah, I just I didn't have a day. I could it's a really quick watch through with the actual letter kidney TV show. Yeah. But then when you're listening to the podcast, it's hours. Hours and hours. It's a full work day, basically. But can you think of your favorite podcast episode? Ooh, you know, I this sounds like a cop out answer, but I really enjoy all of them. I genuinely enjoy listening to them. And again, it might have been the Halloween episode. <laughs> What was your This is past one? Yeah. That was mine, too. And I will say, I think we were fun. You can tell we were having fun with it and enjoyed the episode. But, Josh, I have to give it to you, I think. Uh, Kudos to Josh. I always enjoy your little interjections, but you were on point this past (laughs) week. I'm glad you felt included. (laughs) Well, that was come (laughs) out. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I think that was, you know, that's pretty good. Okay, episode. Yeah, we did. We did okay. And then when Josh gets done with it, I always feel... Like, this was really good. We did really good. (laughs) God, we're good, Megan. (laughs) So, way to punch up there, Josh. Appreciate it. So, I was just going to go through them just, like, kind of a little bit at a time and Mm -hmm. just see how we feel about them. So, episode one, The Sled Shack. At first, when I was rewatching, I thought, did I like this as much as I thought I did? I think it was a very good season opener. It was literally all about building that new sled shack. And then Katie came back to town. I did enjoy Shep and Kingsley. Kingsley specifically. I don't know why. Maybe I thought he was cuter. I enjoyed their addition 
When I went back and I binge watched it yeah. and I wasn't taking notes, they come and they're gone so fast. But but they literally were part of the laughing out loud I was doing. Mm-hmm. They add so much they, with such small time. They did. These are my friends. What are your friends named? Shep and Kingsley. Those are dudes' names? Yeah. They sound like dog names. I don't like where this is going. Your fucking shirt, Shep. Where's the fuck is your shirt, Kingsley? It ripped. It ripped? Mine too. How? Because I'm so fat. Me too. I'm so fat. I'm about faster. I'm a fat podger. If I was a Dr. Seuss book, I'd be the fat in the hat. If I was an arcade fighting game, I'd be Mortal Kombat. If I was one of the five boroughs in New York City, I'd be fat in Highland. If I was an Italian city-state, I'd be the Vatican. Put a fucking shirt on. Sorry if my big fat thumb is in the way of some of them. Hope so. I'll have my big fat chunky butt. I fucking know these dudes do pots. If I was part of a religious community of men, I'd be a Tibetan chunk. If I was an Adam Sandler movie, I'd be Punch Chunk Love. Like you know it's more than sugar cereal. Enough. If I was an American rapper DJ, I'd be Chunk Master Flex. If I was an animated pop music tribute trio, I'd be Alvin and the Chip Chunks. Shep, Kingsley, why is Katie's taking your bags to the cities? Probably because we're big fat tubs of lard. It's because we're too tubby. And then the Puck Bunny issue is introduced... See, and I didn't like that storyline at all. Really? That whole arc with Angie and the cheating hockey players and them all fighting for her. And then Katie going back and being Puck Bunny again. I like that it brought Katie and our boys closer together again. But that storyline in general was... (sighs) No. It's one of those things where I... I did not like the Angie of it, mm-hmm. but I can say that I enjoyed the actual storyline because I love that we got so much really in yeah. I'm such a fangirl. If I ever meet Andrew or Dylan, it's going to be bad. <laughs> I'm going to shut down. I'm going to just maybe have wish some sort wore, of seizure. Wish you wore some heard of. awkward butt. You're going to be so awkward. Oh it's my gosh. Okay. I don't think anybody could judge you on that. <laughs> but I like the silliness of them. And I think I enjoyed the hockiness that it brought in. So, like, all the extra lingo and stuff, even though I hated the way Angie talked, yeah, I still found it funny. Well, and even, again, I call them the new hockey players, the older, the other hockey players. Yeah. I usually love how they talk down the line. But when they were talking about Angie, that was even my least favorite mm-hmm. dialogue of theirs. Stop talking like that. <laughs> Ugh, but <laughs> Snap, crackle. <laughs> And then I was interested immediately in episode one. We find out Rosie's there. Rosie's there, yeah. We also got a little bit of Tannis. I love Tannis. And I was like, yay, maybe she's going to be a little bit more, which I think she was in and out-ish. I was going to say, I feel like she was a smaller role this season than she has been previous seasons, but she was still there. Yeah. They didn't and she just, looked great. She did. She looked good. She was working it. Mm-hmm. She did good. And then on rewatch... It was just kind of a short episode. I realized episode one was just, it was really quick. It felt like it was just 20 minutes. Yeah. My favorite part of it, and this is the last note for it, was that she, she's, and she's. <laughs> That part was funny. I love Dan. And he's like, I think I'm having a panic attack. I, that's, I know. And you can just see it in his face, like how aggravated with the whole conversation he was. And I love, again, that they play on that because that's what his character is literally always doing is adding S's to the end of the words that don't require them. And then when he had to endure somebody else speaking that way, he just couldn't. He couldn't like, handle I it. Can't, I, if I asked you nicely, <laughs> would you please stop? 
that gave me hope for good Dan for the rest of the season. And then he kind of went down the he, next he episode. He promoted a bit. Last season, he was my favorite. This season, I had my moments where I was still like, yeah, there's my Dan. But, but then he, he had the whole fluff conversation. The whole fluff conversation, the whole him jumping on that yelling at the French guy's bandwagon with Derry. That was strange. It was strange. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it. Anyway, <laughs> overall, I think it was a strong starter. Opener, and then it, it answered some of the cliffhanger questions left over from the end of the season. And it did it quickly without explaining it too, too much. Tannis isn't pregnant anymore. He's with Rosie. Simple enough. And it wasn't overly in your face about yeah. it, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. And then episode two, Pug Bunny. I, it's called that, but was that what most of it was it about? Was. No, there's, this is the DJ episode. Yeah, see, and so I don't like the Angie Puck Bunny storyline. Yeah. And then this was the one where they kind of fell short with the... The weird conversation. Yeah, the weird conversation where it was homophobic and racist and... I get the joke they were going for, but it was it didn't, it didn't land. Hit. And so that whole episode, it had a couple little funny parts. I didn't hate it as much as Shred the Red, but it was probably number two. Least favorite. Least favorite, yeah. yeah. This is where they try to talk to Angie and Puck Bunny, and they realize they want to bring in Katie. Sick mitts, bud. Ooh, that's good. Mixing a water. Unreal. That's really good. Wheel snipe Sally, boys. Dirty fucking dangles, boys! And... I both, like I said, I hate the way that Angie talks, but I find the vocabulary hilarious. <laughs> the part where they pop into the kitchen was really cute. When going back and rewatching it, their little heads popping in the door, I thought, yeah, you guys are adorable. And you can tell they just miss her so much. Something else that I noticed going back and rewatching that episode. So you remember later on when Gay is leaving and he doesn't want to say adios. I didn't go back to season two to hear she said it to Stuart, but she says adios to them in the kitchen. Um, and I was like, yeah, of course it was Katie. Then I'm like, if that's something that she says when she's like, all right. That's a Katie thing. It's a Katie thing. So she's the girl. I wrote in this, I don't know why. I guess it's because they were talking about snowmobiles and on them so much, but I want to ride a snowmobile so bad. I feel like that would be fun. I feel like it would be similar to the jet ski. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess... The terrain would be kind of uneven and you'd have to dodge trees and stuff. It wouldn't be quite as easy as maybe a jet ski is. But if I knew I was going back someplace warm and I was sufficiently bundled up, that (laughs) snowmobile riding would be fun. It'd be a fun time. For a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And Canada's open now, boys. (laughs) Very excited. Let's see how long that lasts. It probably (laughs) won't last long, so get in while you can. Right. This is also where Katie... Box shots, Angie. Hard. Hard. But, uh, yeah. I mean. Sound guy's going for his Emmy again. I that one made me hurt a little hurt, bit. Yeah. yeah. I did not like where they were having that conversation and Angie acts like she's about to get a kiss from Katie. Yeah. It's almost like it's trying to be seductive, but, it, but you don't want it to be. I don't want that. Just stop. Everything yeah. felt a little awkward. Yeah. But I love, so when she goes to leave and she's handled her business, you know, <laughs> Riley and Jonesy are out there. And it's just, they look like, that's our girl. Oh, you know? we're so proud of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Katie. I like that she did something nice for them, too. It took knowing that it was Angie to get her to do something nice. Because she wasn't going to do it before yeah. that. But I like that she did. I was a little disappointed she didn't just help. But again, like we said before, that would have been jumping in a drama that wasn't her business. Yeah, but she's always about her and mine. If somebody asks you for help, you help them. But, all right, Katie. This is also the episode where 
they're trying to figure out who the clown is. Oh, yeah. Because Devin's gone, which we never really address too much, I don't think. They talk about him being gone, and they talk about not knowing where he went. Yeah. But it's never actually said where he's gone to. I think, I mean, I think they feel the hole that he left pretty well. Yeah, I liked what Gabe brought to the group. Well, I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but her dynamic with them was a whole lot better than Oh, yeah, Devin. it was more positive for yeah, her. Yeah, I was going to say, he was way more toxic than her. And if there is one thing that I did have to really like about the whole weird degen drawing out, fighting them thing, when Wayne says... There was just one more thing we had to do to pick these teachers up. And, and then the light bulb goes out. <laughs> and Derry just so matter of fact, need to replace the light bulb and the motion no. sensor light. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I think that's all I've got for episode, episode two. two. Nothing crazy happened. Like I said, that was pr- that's probably my I didn't realize you were recording again. Oh, yet. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's probably my second least. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, but second from the bottom rung on the on the ladder there. And then so episode three, I wrote down. Yeah, this is for sure. Okay, favorite episode. I said exclamation because <laughs> it's just it's just one I think everybody comes together on. So it does start off though with gross dairy. Is it with these like snot rockets? Yes. Yeah, and they have the the bagel conversation. But all right, so. The bagel conversation, and then whatever happens right after that. I can't remember, but I remember that this started off, the cold open and then the first scene were so funny to me. I don't know what about the anal sex conversation struck me as so humorous, but it really did. I thought it was really funny. Was it just because? The food? I don't know, maybe. Or because Wayne was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable. He would just say no to everything. Nope. (laughs) Nope. 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 (laughs) <laughs> and he and Dan's like, you're my friend who I'm supposed to be I, able to ask you for help. As soon as he asks about it too. And it's kind of a wide angle shot. It's mm-hmm. not close up on any of them. And Wayne's mouth just drops open and just stays open. <laughs> then this is where we say goodbye to Shep and Kingsley. First thing, they're headed back to the city oh. in case, you know, Katie was asked by Dan why are they going or why why are you taking them back to the city? And she said, why don't you ask them? And this is their moment. Yeah. This is the only time they're actually directly spoken to probably. <laughs> if I was a supporting character in a Tom Hanks movie, I'd be Tubba Gump. Oh, sure, sure. And if he was an early Jake Gyllenhaal film, you'd be Tubble Boy. If I was a career resurrecting Matthew McConaughey vehicle, I'd be Dallas Buyers Tub. Exactly. If you were an original NES two-player fighting game, you'd be Tubble Dragon. I knew you were Tubble when you walked in. Let's go. They cracked me up, though. They were so funny. Just they hit their those little, poses every second. That And even their little one-liners, with, they're so tubby. You're like, my big fat butt's in the way. Probably has, you know, my thumb is in the way. And it's just, it's just so funny. Can we have those pictures back for our portfolios? <laughs> Okay, and then we find out that Javin Pete's continuing to be a dick. Apparently, he honked at Katie, and Wayne is not having it. But he doesn't have time to deal with it right now because they're going to go help Gail set up for Modines, too. And even knowing the premise of the episode in general up front, I was so pumped because they're getting a bar back. This is a place everybody can come They they talked about it all last season, 
we need some kind of bar in this town. <laughs> and even at the beginning of this season, we finally see Gay. We, we saw that she was a girl last episode. That was the last thing. And they freaked out. <laughs> a girl. Yes. A girl. And so they're kind of doing the interrogation thing here. And then that's kind of where we have the back and forth. There's a weird sexual tension with her and Stuart. And then Rold is just not having it. <laughs> this is when he still hates her. Absolutely hates her. <laughs> Oh, I guess a little previously on, we were talking about Rold's name. Mm-hmm. So you you found out that it is, or maybe maybe it was Josh. <laughs> Josh, maybe this was you. So they say named him after the guy who wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. whose name is Rold. Yeah, but Doll Rold Doll is that his name? And but we had thought he they had said Tad was his first name. Forever ago. Yeah. Josh Googled it, and T-A-D stands for the assisting director. Oh. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. That reminds me. This is completely off topic. Did you ever see? It was a Tom Hanks movie that came out in the 90s. It was called That Thing You Do. Josh would probably like it. It's a music movie. I've I've seen it. Yeah. I loved that movie when I I was growing up. And throughout the movie, that's like an ongoing joke that their bass player doesn't have a name. And then when the credits go up, it literally says T dot B dot player. So it's almost like T B are his initials, but it stands for the bass, like the bass player. Yeah. So he just never gets oh, an actual name. I love that movie though. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So his first name's Rolled. Yes. I made so many notes, and I, I tried to make many notes because I know it's a recap. But when it comes to Riley and Jonesy, it's just all you the can things. never have too many notes. And, and also, this is my favorite episode, so I think I overcompensated. But Riley and Jonesy are in their suits; they look nice in their they suits. They look so good. And let me just say, Dylan Playfair's hair in this whole season it is so good. Ten stars. Would recommend. <laughs> Would recommend. And like. I don't even love long hair that much. I don't even necessarily love long hair that much, but it just looks so good. So I've never been one for blondes, uh, but he has very pretty hair. I prefer a brunette. I like Andrew Hurt's hair, but VPs rocking it. He has some luscious locks, man. <laughs> Shorzy comes back. Shorzy comes back, <laughs> which is a blessing and a curse. It's both. <laughs> it, it, it's it's completely equally both. But this is the naked shower push-up I scene. I had almost forgotten about that. And when I went back to rewatch it, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and I really, it's because the first time when we did that episode for the podcast, I was so sidetracked by the Shorzy nudity. But this time I was really watching, especially Coach's reaction whenever it panned back to them. It's so funny. Because you kind of look at Riley and Jonesy since they're the ones speaking, but Coach's face during this interaction is hilarious. He's doing great <laughs> facial acting. Yes. It's like he's proud so of Shorzy and, ooh, listen to that. Listen to yeah. that. What are you going to say now? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> this is also the episode where we have the worst game of Would You Rather continuing all yeah. throughout. Yeah, see, that, was, that wasn't a funny running joke for me. It wasn't funny for me either, but it did set Gail up for lots of funny moments. Gail was good this season. She most was improved, Gail. <laughs> most improved. We'll get you a we'll get you a trophy. Yes. <laughs> Something I noticed that I pointed out to Jess. I said, Are Riley and Jonesy wearing leggings? 
and I think they are. I didn't notice it before, but when they go to try to talk to the guys and teach them how to chirp mm-hmm. in this episode, and then they go to the bathroom, in those two little scenes, I think they're in leggings. Huh. Well, I guess they would wear something under their hockey pants. Yeah. I also noticed they all walk across the label on the floor. Yeah. The, yeah. I guess that's later on when they fix that. That was a conversation that they have maybe in the next episode or the episode after. But I remember us talking like, did they walk on it before? Did they avoid it before? Mm-hmm. On the podcast. And yeah, they definitely all just walked across it. <laughs> this is where we enter Shorzy and he pees on them. That was some range. It was some range. <laughs> and... Then we have the formation of Facu and clown costumes. From this moment forward, we are a collective. A confab. A conclave. A clambake. We are. Fuck you. Freaks acting crazy. United. United. And they get into all of that. The boys are teaching them how to chirp. And my favorite little thing that they say on here is, Dylan and Andrew, well, I guess Riley and Jones, they're telling them to, oh, you're doing a good job. Put a little habanero on it first. (laughs) (laughs) And then they finally do a good job chirping and they're all really just proud of each other. And so I just, I love it. I I love it. I love a team coming together. I love a community coming together. The team really came together a lot this season too. Like they started off kind of rocky, but like, by the end of the season, They're they good. were a team. They were an actual team. Yay! And then we get the Jab and Pete fight. Which, it wasn't overly funny, but I liked the the lesson involved in it. Yes, and that Wayne had him apologize to Katie and made sure that Katie got everything she needed out yeah, of it. Yeah, I was going to say, made sure that Katie felt all the, the ground was covered and he understood why it was wrong and what not to do in the future. So, yeah. He said, I'm sorry this got to you. I'm not one to come in the side door. I'll come right up to the front and knock. <laughs> and he says, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the very last scene is my favorite, favorite part. I just love it. I just can't stop smiling when I think about it. <laughs> Gail and Dan dance. Derry and Bonnie dance. Katie dances with her boys. And Glenn thinks he's going to dance. Glenn thinks <laughs> he gets shot now, which makes me kind of sad. But hey, good on you for shooting your shot, Glenn. Yeah, I mean, you can't know unless you try. Exactly. And then sweet Rosie. Rosie and Wayne. And it ends on that scene where they're dancing and it says something along the lines of the lyrics are saying falling in love or I think I'm going to fall in love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, they're saying it's getting serious. I did notice upon rewatching, and I don't know, you know, sometimes if you're dancing with somebody and you kind of might try to replicate the way they're dancing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was the case or if she just is, but Bonnie was just about as awkward of a dancer as Derry. And it kind of made me like her more. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're, I don't know if their awkwardness, their awkwardness definitely doesn't matter. Yeah, no. but <laughs> she might be like a low key, a little bit of a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of hope she is. Yeah. It's nice when people that are that beautiful have some very humanistic qualities <laughs> because it's like, ah, oh, it, it reminds you that, yeah, they are still just a person. Yes. <laughs> but they had some of those finger guns going <laughs> the whole time they were dancing. And she did the fish she, reel. Yeah, and she like roped him in, even though he was standing, literally she was touching him each time <laughs> she had to go out. But 
That was so cute. It was. It almost did kind of feel like it could have been the season closer. It the really, way that there was like the camaraderie and everybody there and it had having that a good feel. time. But yeah. then again, I guess they didn't use it that way because it didn't have a cliffhanger. Yeah. So then we jump over to episode four, Lay Hicks. Yeah, this was my least favorite. Least favorite. Yeah. I don't even really want to talk about it that All much. right, episode five. <laughs> well, uh, as we said before, this is where they go fishing in Quebec. The skids go on their little rampage and shred the red happens. Shred the, shred the red's not even a storyline. It's just, here's a yeah, gross scene. That it was like, up. here's this filler. Sorry that it's, you know. It was all filler. Yeah, if that's how it felt. Like, it was kind of all filler. And I don't like the clowns. But they're doing their little group walk in slow-mo was probably, like, the best part of the episode. Yeah. Except for when they're talking about snacks at the beginning. For me. And that's just because I love my snacks. Yes. There's a <laughs> snack pack, which is always important. There's also rolls. You're not even German. You're not even German. <laughs> that was probably my one of my favorite rolled lines ever. So, all right. So, that has the... A couple of redeeming qualities. This was also the Alanis Morissette, which would have been funny once. And he said it like four times. Yeah. We get introduced to all the French hicks, including Annick, who somehow thinks Derry is very attractive. Her and words, not ours. I guess, I mean, just from remembering future seasons, they did need to introduce the French people because that becomes a storyline. Yeah. So I can see where it was setting up for future episodes, but yeah, I did like the defending of Celine Dion. That was hilarious <laughs> to me. Yes, but there are people that are kind of off off their game in this episode. Dan's the one that escalates the whole problem at the fishing hole. Yeah, so and it felt very out of character for him. I feel like that's why he wasn't up there where he was in season two for me mm-hmm. because he had several moments. That seemed out of character for the Dan that I know and love. Like the conversation in episode two and all of his antagonizing of the French guys in this episode. It just seemed out of character for who I consider to be one of the more woke characters on the the show. Yeah, To instigate a potentially physical argument. It was a very dairy move, Dan, and I didn't like it. (laughs) This is also the episode that world kind of starts to come around to gay but they do that whole blood smear thing yeah not, no not a fan of that no there's just lots of stuff that feels off kilter yeah well this was the one that had the the guest writer it was yes. it, it was written by not jacob and jared so as far as i remember it's this one and then bradley's a killer maybe or is it the halloween it might have been the halloween, halloween yeah. yeah but this one was the one that I actually felt off off yeah might have been Bradley's a killer. Now that you say that, I can't remember. It was one of the last ones. This one and another one. <laughs> and that's... Yeah. I know I went on and on about <laughs> episode three, but episode four I could I could do without. So <laughs> Episode five is also a little rough for me and probably for you in regards to... It's a battle for Bonnie McMurray. It's got lots of fluffs. I was going to say, the scene with all the fluffs was horrible. And I like that whole scene could have probably been cut out for me. But the rest of it, I liked that episode. It, it, except for, again, Dan. At the, like, when him and Derry are arguing at the beginning over, oh, she's mine, she's mine. 
And then Dan does make a point to say it's always her decision. But it again, I think I said this the first podcast, it doesn't feel like that's what's going on. It feels like you guys are fighting for property. It's weird because I wanted a Dan-heavy episode, and this would have been considered it. Because it starts out with him, too. Even before they get weird about it, it's the dad noises cold. Yeah, <laughs> I like the dad grunts and the dad groans. It's so fun. I, I enjoy it. Well, see, like, not all dad noises are bad dad noises. So, like, maybe sometimes mom might say, hey, hon. Kid's gone away camping for the weekend. Why don't we do some toe curling? And then dad might lean into a real Tony the Tiger dad noise, like, great. I did notice, too, as I was, again, going back and re-watching everything, that the Halloween episode on the podcast, you had mentioned Wayne talks in a weird voice. He does that in a few episodes this season, because he does it in this episode, too, when oh. he says, dad, hey, dad. It's the same voice. Yeah. He's just, you know, different conversation. And he did it... In another one as well. I can't remember now which one it was, but it was like, oh, that just must be his little go-to weird voice when he's doing a weird voice. It's like a little bit he does, I guess. Dad supporting dads. Yes. (laughs) So then they fight or start the verbal fight over Bonnie, which again is very weird. Josh told me what the little hand thing was that they were doing. Yeah, what is that? That was weird. He showed it. To me, physically, so here, let me see your hands. Do it, and I'm gonna do my hands like this. He's like, okay, now open them and look in. It looks like a vagina. Oh my god! <laughs> no, he said, I know you're never a middle school boy, so you probably didn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what that I have is. Never known that. I was like, oh, cool. All right. And I wonder. So in this episode, that starts with Gail gets them all around of shots, right? Is that correct? Yes, when they're that first seat, yeah. opening, yeah. And Derry says hi to her, but to Bonnie, and Dan says hi to her, and she only says hi to Wayne. And I'm wondering, you know, sometimes when people are just too much and they come on too strong and they're just a little too annoying, mm-hmm. maybe she's so attracted to Wayne because he's the only one who doesn't try to smother her all the time, oh, you know? Hot take. Yeah. He's the only one that acts somewhat normal to her. Yeah. If we were fangirling over Andrew and then somebody came in and <laughs> acted know. normal, he, he might go talk to them rather than us because we're being crazy people. <laughs> Maybe one of those kind of situations. <laughs> this guy actually treats me like a person rather than a piece of meat. And so oh my that gosh. immediately makes him more attractive. I don't know how you came up with that example. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not that that would ever happen. <laughs> so our boys do another Players only meeting happens so much this season. Which I miss Coach some, but I enjoyed the parts that he was there. Yes. They implement their fines here. Oh, yeah. Bush Inspector, co-Bush Inspector. All the Bush hating, man. Don't (laughs) get on all the Bush. And this is where they start bullying Boomtown to whip it out. And I, for as big of a man as he is, to make me feel sorry for you. I know. There are several times where you just feel like he needs a hug and... It is kind of strange having that sensation for a man who is quite intimidating sometimes. When they're in the hot tub, they talk about all the different hot tub personalities. Katie's got big dick energy here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And Dan and Derry start trying to be funny in the least funny way. Yeah. And again, they talk about how Bonnie is younger, but they said she's 20, right? Yeah. A 20-year-old woman is not going to be impressed by the fact that you are 
passing gas in a hot tub that she's sitting in. That's just never going to happen. It's never going to be the case. It's a problem that they think that's going to be funny to her. Yeah, I expect more, especially from Dan. Do better. Yeah, do better. You are better. Show us that you are. Let's take about an 80% offer over there, Squirrely Dad. Yeah, sure. Hey, look, Bubbles. Wayne and Rosie say that the key to a good relationship is space. Mm -hmm. They were cute in this episode. Because she she gets in, she says, what's your story over there, hands? Well, (laughs) and uh, going, seeing that again, because I thought, we thought it was weird the first time anyway. But watching it over, you could casually have your, like, he could have literally put his arms on the sides of the hot tub and looked much more casual. But he's just sitting there with all of his <laughs> fingers together, straight up. Awkwarding all over that he's hot tub. super awkward. Like, he's being super awkward, bud. The next fun we find out about is no stepping on the logo and no sweaters on the ground. And Fisky is really Ab- tall. Abnormally tall. Yeah, he's yes. a tall dude. We talked about that, the episode that Kayla was here. Like, is he really that tall or was he in his skates? But no, he's tall. Yeah, I noticed that in, in the rewatch this season because I noticed that he's above Boomtown. And Boomtown's a huge dude. Mm-hmm. We end that whole scene there with a team exercise where they tell them all to take the junk out. So that starts that off. <laughs> Bonnie, yeah. they, they lose Wayne and Rosie because obviously... Because who wants to sit in a hot tub where somebody's doing that? Yeah. That's just common courtesy. They fell short for me in this scene. (laughs) Katie was pretty funny. Because that's how you should respond to guys being disgusting like that. To anybody being disgusting like that. What is wrong with you? So Katie was pretty funny. But they were not. This is actually the episode where Tannis comes to talk to Gay. Uh. So I shot myself on the foot earlier. She is trying to better gay and gay wins but at the end of all this this is when gay's mom shows up and she's gonna take her away i did like tannis booping her on the nose i remember that and i liked how they went to like protect gay from her mom getting her trying to physically block her yes and i love in this i remember now when tannis goes to leave raul does little celebration punches again (laughs) i just love his little celebration dances he's a smaller role but I en- I enjoy him. He when plays he's there. Yeah, every bit of that character to perfection. Yes, Riley and Jonesy recruit Tyson and Joy Boy to come play. They aren't good, but they'll fight anybody. <laughs> and then they come back inside and bully Boomtown into showing his penis. I know. And the, 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 what is this? A hazing ritual? Can you imagine though if you walked into your now locker room with your new teammates that you've never met before and they were all just standing there pants dicks down. out yeah they take it so casually they say no weird j-hook furta it's what do they say it's, it's uh, modest, modest. <laughs> <laughs> you called my penis modest <laughs> and he wanted it to be called the big picture <laughs> the big picture that would have been nice <laughs> Weird, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Then we find out nobody's getting Bonnie because Bonnie likes being single and good Good for you, girl. Yeah. This is also the episode where I kind of get pissed at Wayne because he apparently, I don't know that he dictates to them, but he at least makes them feel like they can't date who they would want to. Or for somebody who has had casual sex quite a bit so far in the series as a whole, to be judgmental about his friends having casual sex seems. Little hypocritical Wayne. Yeah. Hypocrite Harry over here. I don't really like it. Because he's supposed to be like good guy Wayne. And not that he's necessarily not being a good guy, but let them do it. It's their life, yeah. 
It's not your your life to control. If he can go back and re-sleep with Angie, they can have a fling with Bonnie yeah. if she's up for it. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And he takes Rosie home, and then they're going to make some dad noises. Great. <laughs> but also, we kind of glossed over in this episode, this is where they're implying that because Rosie likes to stay in and she's introverted, that she's up some. Yeah, they think that she's suspicious because of it. I'm glad Wayne doesn't, but it kind of irritates me that they automatically go to that, oh, she's up to something because she likes to stay in and read. And you were right. They straight say it when, it wasn't when she's there still, but they just say it outright Mm -hmm. when they both have left. And I thought, that's kind of shit to think that. Yeah. And then that's all I have. Well, that's all I have for episode five. This is episode six. Now Bradley is a killer. I, I enjoyed this one. I, like you said, I think they just kept getting stronger from five, six, seven. They just kind of got stronger and mm-hmm. stronger. We meet Bradley, who is Gail's cousin. Bradley! I fucking love Bradley. I love Bradley so much. I don't know what? I'd go as far as to say I love him too. And Gail's apparently Bradley's second favorite cousin. <laughs> I reiterate, such a mean thing to say. I agree. It's just a mean thing to say to somebody. <laughs> I came to the same conclusion as you. I think I enjoyed Bradley if he pro- if he could have toned it down about 50%. I think yeah. I would have enjoyed Bradley. His impressions were okay. He was a little loud for me. He was a bit much. Like, yeah. A bit too into himself, maybe. He was... <sighs> I want to, I'm going to say he's a Leo. He really just likes being that center of attention and very charismatic and can be very likable in doses. I need Leos in my life because (laughs) I am an introverted Aries, which feels like it shouldn't be. You've got that fire in you. I am. I am (laughs) very fiery, but I am very introverted. That's Scarlet's an Aries and she's the same way. She's fiery about the things that she's passionate about. And she's completely okay with alone time. But that makes sense. You do have a lot of Leos in your life, though. I do. So I have so many summer babies that I love. And I've been <laughs> very blessed to play as well. <laughs> this is one of my favorite cold opens, I think. It's when this is when you and Kayla did not care for it, but it's when. Katie comes in and she's like, clean it up, guys. The baby one. I was I spaced on what this one was. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you all liked the context. I liked the f- physical skit that he did. I was going to say, his facial expressions and things like that were really funny. And I think we were probably equating it to our own babies and took it a little personally. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least on my ha- my part, to call babies stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, it wasn't my favorite cold open. I, I did like Katie telling him to clean it up. Though. Yes. It like, was- she just looked disgusted with all of them. You have the most annoying fucking laugh on planet fucking Earth when you get really, really, really drunk. Clean it up. I love it. (laughs) She comes back in like, this is supposed to be done now. Mm -hmm. You all were a mess last night. (laughs) This is morning time. (laughs) Yes, you need to just, this is unacceptable behavior. I just loved the baby face acting. I think... Seeing Jared Kiso pretend to be a baby is just going to be a highlight. (laughs) Something about that is just... (laughs) But, okay, I did write this down. I noticed when Dan is talking about a new sibling for Samuel, he says little brother. 
So maybe having a brother looking up to him rather than just the sister that he's kind of picked on some. I'm assuming that he must already have a little sister because we talked about last mm-hmm. time, this little sister, if it was a little sister. If he she stole could, a candy bar from her, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no way an infant is eating a candy bar. All right, so the infant is a boy. Yes, that's what I'm The little saying. sister just already existed. I guess it's not worth it to straighten up your act for a sister, Samuel, but you can do it for a brother, okay. <laughs> Maybe you are a little shirta. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when Gail's place was trashed. Yeah, with the bloody rags. I was looking around more this time. Yeah. After you described all the things you had seen. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. And Derry suggests to use... I almost said puss in boots. <laughs> <laughs> that would draw people in, Amber. Ginger and boots. Ginger and boots, yes. And she's said- halfway there. <laughs> and she says, I'll just change my... Named Ostrich Murda while I'm at it. Gail was much better for me this season. She's very discreetly funny. Yes. Seasons. I mean, she had a few overt times. She was better this season. I never felt like she was too much, really, this season. The only time when she was, I can't remember which episode it was now that I'm thinking about it, but when she's telling Wayne about her Haitian taco and he's always welcome to use the back door, things yeah, like that. Yeah. I think it was. The Modians 2 episode. But other than that, she was she was funny to me this, this season. It must have been gay degens. <laughs> so we figure out all the Hicks love Bradley. And they love his impressions. And that he does low bones. <laughs> and he's That's such a positive up. guy. And says he prays for him and, and stuff. And then they say, but the best part about Bradley is that he's a killer. Because he headbutts people. <laughs> and... Even Dan says Bradley knows his way around a headbutt. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Riley and Jonesy text Katie about the ball game, and that's the little yes, no, maybe from <laughs> Riley and Jonesy. <laughs> yes. Immediately, my heart is filled with joy. And they were so sweet to her in this episode. And this, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when she goes and watches their game, yeah, and they're just like looking at her, and it's like a light smile, like a little smile. Yeah. They're but so it's such excited. a genuine. It makes me want to give them both a hug. I'm so glad she's here for you. Like I'm happy for them. Riley and Jonesy, we cut to them. They're giving jerseys to Joint Boy and Tyson. They give them the two tough guy jerseys. Yeah, it's over my head. Sure, and then they kind of have an argument with Shorzy. About, about Gretzky. Gretzky. Scarlett and I were playing Trivial Pursuit this week. Uh-huh. And one of the questions was, in hockey, what is considered a hat trick? Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't remember. Oh. I've heard it. I should know the answer to this question with all the hockey trivia that Megan and I have been going through since starting this podcast. But I but looked it up, and I probably still wouldn't have remembered. It's, I guess, scoring three goals in a game. Oh, okay. They use all their hockey lingo, but that was the answer on Trivial Pursuit. Scoring three goals in a game is called a hat trick. But what I looked up was a Gordie Howe hat trick, which was different. They describe it like three different types of shots that he's made. But they say hat trick when they're talking about Gordie Howe. And Mm -hmm. I was like, ah! This is where Shorzy references KFC and Haagen-Dazs. Tells Riley or Jonesy one to have his mom top off his bank account for him. Oh, my God. He's such a sugar baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's what he is. I mean, I said it kind of jokingly. That's straight up what he is. He's got two sugar mamas. Buying him KFC. At least two. At least more. two, yeah. Coach comes in with his emergency boot. 
And his trash can. He's getting it ready. I know. He's so ready. I love it. <laughs> then we cut to the skids, and they're all bummed because Gay's leaving. It's when Rold cries. Yeah. I don't understand. And, which is so heartbreaking. It really is. It kind of hurt my heart when I watched it. It does. Because, I mean, it's almost like a child of divorce experiencing that loss of you're leaving, and I don't know why you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And that... It's sad. He yeah. did a good job of, of making you tugging at my heartstrings. Katie is so ready for Bradley to get there. Slip and slide, boys. Slip and slide over here. She's and had a busy winter. She has had a bu- busy winter, and this is when she makes the Glenn mistake. Busy winter over. Which, I mean, if you're into like that kind of slender silhouette, skinny jeans and skinny yeah. ties, I doesn't have a bad figure yeah, for it. Yeah, he wears a beard really well, too. Yeah. I think it frames his face really well. And I'm not crazy about the blonde, but his haircut looks nice. Yes, I agree. And he looks nice without the glasses. I, I can give or take glasses. Most of the time, I kind of like them, actually. Yeah. But he looks good without the glasses, with his haircut. But as soon as he turns around, he's all Glenn again. Yeah. So. <laughs> and if this is what it takes for Katie to decide she needs to be with Riley and Jonesy, I'm all That's in. what it takes. <laughs> Snap out of it, girl. I wrote down the Riley and Jonesy game. I love when they're they're chirping at 99. They're kind of getting into it. Mm-hmm. Then this is when they notice that Katie comes into the game. And that slow-mo walk with the music in the background and those hilarious signs. The signs, I know. The signs are great. Because <laughs> the first time all I could see was, the, like, all I focused on was the one that, you know, Riley and Jonesy don't need a penalty sign. But this time I was trying to look around and see what other ones were and <laughs> said, play Shorzy Morsey. Yes. <laughs> that made me chuckle. This is when Shorzy and that other dude start talking about Katie and Riley and Jonesy. They're trying to focus on the W, but they can't because they're wanting to beat up Shorzy. But then they tell Tyson and Joint Boy jump on him. And boy, they do. They're ready. They don't care who they're beating up. Teammates. Fine. Yeah. All right. I'll beat these guys up. So we already talked about their little faces. They're cute little excited faces when they see Katie. I just can't get over it. I wish I could take a picture. Bradley is a killer. And episode three, or I was back and forth with being possibly my favorite because this is the episode that has that brawl on the ice. The ice brawl. That was a straight Donnie Brook. And the team really comes together. You love that camaraderie. And that was probably the absolute best locker room scene we've had ever, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me just say... Slip and slide over here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and just, they all. You can do me professionally. <laughs> well, they all look so good. They do. And they. Fighting. And I, I even... thought you meant shirtless with like champagne. Oh, well, over. after that, they're all very excited. And I, I love the locker rooms. I mean, hey, happy music. Let's play it. But even, but the fight scene, I don't love violence, but they all looked so good in the fight scene. It looks so much more realistic than There's any other ones. one specific Andrew heard where he threw a punch and his hair kind of flipped a certain way. Yeah. You're, you're into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the skids get sad and they talk about doing copious amount of drugs again. See, and that's why I feel like gay was a I mean, they, they, yeah, they had their petty vandalism and no, that wasn't good. But while they were high on meth, I'm sure they vandalized things or they could be sober and playing video games and vandalizing things occasionally. Uh, I just felt like she was more of a positive influence as far as delinquent influences go. (laughs) I agree. So I was sad that they immediately fell back into it when she leaves. They say WWGD and they go to have one more rampage, but it's too cold to rampage because it's minus 24. Nope. They say, what do we do now? 
Awesome. I wrote down, what do we do now, brain? <laughs> but what do we do now, Stuart? And then I, I do get kind of bummed because it, it does seem like they're going to jump right back into doing drugs harder than they did before. Yeah, it's when that relapse is making up for lost time almost. Then this is where we jump back to the locker room scene. They're all celebrating. They're all shirtless. We're all happy about it. We're all happy about it. I have never been less embarrassed. (laughs) And that was sweet because, you know, you're feasting on the eye candy. And then the coach comes in and says something that's actually genuinely kind to them. Yeah. Because the last time you got something that was almost genuinely kind, then he was like, I don't give a fur But he was totally just joking about being kind. Now he's really proud of them. Our boys really stepped up this season. They helped bring the team together. And even without the W, there's that sense of camaraderie. And And we did it. Yes. And he says, hey, you all have a visitor. And I'm hyped at the end of that scene because you're like, you know, it's Katie. And they go outside to talk to Katie. And she ruins my whole day. Oh, she just breaks (laughs) Megan's heart. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Because why would you pick one when you can pick two? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's, I mean, that's a valid question. I just, I don't like the ultimatum. And you know she... You assume. You assume she's going to make them choose. That's what I assume. It's like, hey, I want to get back together, but only with one of you. Because I feel like if she was going to choose, she would have just said right then, I want to get back together with Riley or Jonesy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But it was like, "Mm, hey, that's the fun part. You get to decide. That seems cool. And it does because immediately they're excited and then immediately their faces just fall. Yes. Because that's their girl, but that's also their best friend. And it just hurts my heart. I don't even like to talk about it. Well, I mean, think about when they were both dating her, they were both dating her. But now they know that if one of them is, it's taking something away from the other one. It is. And it's a weird thruple. But, you know, sometimes thruples work for people. I don't know. I somewhat get her reasoning because I know she's like, I've had a busy winter. I really want to calm back down. I just want to be yeah. in a relationship, a serious relationship. She wants to try a serious mm-hmm. relationship. But she could have that with two. I support you with two. Then we jump back to Bradley. He's about to kill everybody. Well, Derry's super annoying with those nipples. Nipples man. out, Derry. But again, Dan was funny to me when he was super drunk. I can see where it'd be annoying after a while if it was you who was on the receiving end of drunk Dan. But just watching him was funny. It was hilarious. You know what they called me in high school? (laughs) You'd be surprised. So this is the part that I laughed out loud the loudest was when close to the end, Wayne says, will you do X? I forget whatever impression. And Bradley says, and I would, but your laugh makes me want to strangle a small motherfucking dog. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, Wayne was probably the least annoying, but that laugh was pretty bad. I mean, Derry actively pulling his shirt up and rubbing his nipples on you, Wayne is far less annoying, but adding the three of them together, and he does kind of gently kind of nudge them away and tell them stop throughout the whole previously before. And I watched for that because I I wanted to see if he just broke or if he had, and he did try nicely several Mm -hmm. times. He told him to back up. He told him to stop. He's there you gotta stop with that nipple shirt up. Yeah. <laughs> and would nudge them away. Because I remember having that conversation on the podcast. Do you think that it was too much too quickly? I could see where the headbutt, they had it coming. So he breaks down, he headbutts. Wayne snaps one. Then in comes Rosie. Rosie says, please no, basically. And it's a choice. Either you're going to have Rosie or you're going to have a fight. 
to defend your to boys. To defend your friends, yes. Yeah. And then button snaps, so we know what happens. I wrote down, why is Gail not upset? And really, if you look around, nobody else seems to be too upset. They are all just kind of, yeah, you'd think, one, because it's her bar, it's her cousin, and it's her regular regulars. Maybe she just doesn't want to, she doesn't want to have to pick one. Maybe it's because she's the second favorite cousin. Did you think about that, Bradley? Oh, yeah, Bradley. <laughs> you maybe you could have had some more backup quicker. <laughs> but no, not from the second favorite. But what do you think? Are you down with the fact that he popped his button? I feel like it was very Wayne. It was a very Wayne decision in my I, opinion. I feel like fighting is the choice that Wayne would have made. And I don't feel like he's unjustified in that. Maybe not the choice I would have made, but it, it fits with Wayne. And that's all I have for that episode. Button snap and it's on. Button snap and done. That's the end of the technical season. Then we have one last special episode, The Haunting of Modines 2, the Halloween episode. And this one's pretty fresh in our mind. We just did it. And I just listened to it today, too. <laughs> yes. I'll probably be a little bit quicker with this one. Gail has the guys come over because she thinks that Uncle Eddie is haunting the bar because he wants to take her down again. <laughs> and That's a reason to come back from the dead. Exactly. And she thinks that because his what is it called? Uncle Eddie's Pig Hoof Hops Ale is in the bar all of a sudden. And so they're gonna try to get to the bottom of why it's there. And They make a few phone calls and they call in a bunch of people. The first one being oh well before even that happens wayne gets upset because he has to find out that gail took down his geriatric uncle it's like a hard left there <laughs> he said what are you doing taking down geriatric scale <laughs> and come on i mean you know that's about to happen i mean i i feel like gail is very open love you know love is love you can't hold it against her really. yeah she just she Anybody, which is kind of beautiful in and of itself. We get the first of the Bonnie costume. She's Britney Spears, Catholic girling <laughs> yeah. it out. First thing. With the little hair poofs and everything. On her way to do to better this world, basically. <laughs> She's doing all the good things. All the good things. We get beer snob dairy. I did I like I liked dairy as a beer snob. I too. He it seems to shine in the special episodes yeah. to me. Like, he's not as obnoxious or as... Well, I mean, I guess beer snobs are a little bit obnoxious. But not, like, not potty over. humor yeah. obnoxious. Not like, hey, I'm going to pass gas as much as possible to... Because I think that's impressive. Annoying. He does do that once here. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> this is your one. And at least it's just one. And it's not consistently throughout the entire episode. I'll just really quickly go through all of Bonnie's costumes that she ends up with. She's <laughs> Britney Spears-esque, a cadet, a softball uniform, and Pocahontas, which almost gets her ass beat by Tannis. <laughs> that was funny. Tannis would have had every right to kick her butt. <laughs> If that was the one I will circumstance, fight you, yes. I will fight you. That was the one circumstance she could have gotten away with. Yeah, there's no other way. Wayne calls in Riley and Jonesy, and they have Abbeblees. <laughs> they were taken down, swipey snipies, and we they have a PowerPoint presentation to prove it. No hookups. <laughs> yeah, Abby and Jess did not. They didn't do so hot. Uh, they call in Tannis. Because I think it might be an Indian haunting, and she tells them to figure it out because they don't have any tomahawks in their doors yet. <laughs> yeah. 
Then Glenn and the Skids come in. They have a seance and rolled. It's supposed to be a, uh, get an exorcism, but that doesn't work out. He just chases. That was hilarious. And you know, there's never going to be an explanation <laughs> on what happened to them after Rold chases them out of the bar. It's just left. <laughs> yes. And you're just like, I guess next time we see Rold. I guess he's okay. Either that or he's just going to forever be possessed by the spirit of Uncle Eddie. If that's even who he was possessed by. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, they pull in the McMurrays who they try to ghost hunt, but end up just catching voices of the farmhands calling McMurray a piece of (laughs) What was your favorite Bonnie costume? I think that I liked the soft one for the best. It is the it's the like you said before. It's kind of she the pulls sexiest. it off very she well. Pulls yeah, it, she is one of the very few people that can pull that kind of costume off. I like that went on her the best. Yeah, I think it was cute. As far as something I would wear, probably none of oh, them. Oh God, no, no. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> what beer snob dairy beer did you like the best? First one I think sounded the best the, for me. The one that. So there was it, one that it, it was, was an, not IPA. Yes. Um, one was an IPA. There was a Pilsner. And I forget what he said the other one was. So the first one, that was the one he said had maple and syrupy or like something. Like a disaster happened during breakfast yeah. or something like that. Uh, and then there was one where he says like spunky fruit and that just sounded that gross to me. was the IPA, I believe. Yeah. And then there was one shaman's wheat or something like that a defensive player's wheat yeah stay at home yeah yeah stay at home defenseman's wheat yeah and that one did not seem no appealing to me Uh, either yeah it's it that one i probably would have to taste it to know for sure because sometimes i mean descriptions can be very spot on and still the flavor is oh that's what it tastes like but I'd say that the first one sounded the most appealing to me. I agree. I, and I want to know what a disaster breakfast tastes like. No, I mean, if it involves syrup, it couldn't have been too bad. Yeah, that's true. And then the last little bit of the episode or the underlying story is Samuel was a piece of shit because he stole his little sister's full-size candy bar. And he's not allowed to have a full-size candy bar this time. But then at the very end, we see him coming to apologize to Wayne and he wants to show Wayne his Halloween costume. Oh, that, and that still sweets me. I still think that's sweet. Can you imagine if somebody dressed up as you for Halloween because they respected you so much? Yeah. That would be awesome. It would be super cute. And it was very cute until the very <laughs> last thing. Cause he was very apologetic. Like, yes, sir. And I'm sorry, sir. And I'll do better and all this. And then, it, coconut coconut gross <laughs> asshole. <laughs> asshole which i mean he's not wrong he's not wrong but samuel you almost had it you were at the you finish were there. line and you turned around you shot yourself in the foot bud but overall i think that was it was a fun episode gail had a good time she yeah. said she enjoyed it uh, and i liked and i think i said this last time but i liked that it was all inclusive of the characters without having different storylines. It was one continuous storyline that still included all of our players. Yes. And I liked that about it. I think it wasn't as favorite for me because they didn't all interact. And I really mm. love you. Like when they're all together. Yes. Yeah. But I, but I appreciate getting to see all of them because I think they all carry a lot of their own yeah. personalities and fun skits. And I mean, if you take 
Riley and Jonesy out of an episode, it's already going to go yeah, down for me. So, so I gonna... need that minimum in my episodes. <laughs> and their their particular part, while it was funny, I mean, it you know, it wasn't super redeeming for them. Yeah, like what they were, what their PowerPoint presentation was about was kind of. You know, it's like, like come on, boys. Little, boys, stop. They were being furta. <laughs> like, I still love them. <laughs> but I still kind of love them. And I think to me also, the reason I liked this episode so much is that nobody was annoying. Even the McMurrays and Gail and Derry were at their least annoying for me. And Which so that's the best you can say. Yeah. So that raised the, the bar for me a lot there. Because sometimes the only nice thing I can say about Mrs. McMurray was like, hey, she wasn't too horrible. <laughs> so. so overall, positive experience with this season mm-hmm. three. I am already excited for season four because I didn't jump into it yet. But I saw the clip for the first episode and on the picture for the clip. Is it Ronzi and Daxi? Yes, the workout gym guys. And yes, I'm already excited about that. They're, they're to me like... Rolled. Not as superior as my Glenn, but just below. I think there's another, is it, I think it's the Halloween episode where they really shine for me. Like uh-huh. we kind of build relationships with them and then we get to the Valentine's Day Valentine's episode. Ep- yes, yeah. Valentine's Day episode. And they just absolutely still show yeah. sometimes. For their little bit that they're in there. Because Tannis is a smaller character, but for as violent as she can be, she's more of a laid-back character. Yes. They're kind of more in your face while they're there. Yeah. And then they're gone. And then they're... (laughs) They use them effectively in that it's not too much. I think that was the problem with Gail for the first little bit. I think if they had used her less, I would have been more receptive. (laughs) I don't know. She was very in your face. And she did have a bigger role in season one. It was so much all the time. Yes, she was she was too much all the time. And that's it for the season. I have one thing for what's the scoop. Well, here's the scoop and I'm going to tell you. It's not exactly exciting because there's not really a lot going on right now. We already know 10 and 11 has been filmed. There's not any new news for the season and I can't find any new news for you know the main characters just yet, but I did find out that Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, the remake that Jacob Tierney is directing and producing, has landed at TBS. I hope it's good. You know, sometimes when p- people that you like from one show go and do a different project, and it can be hit or miss. And you know that he's funny. You know he's capable of oh yeah of directing and producing a funny show. And sometimes it just doesn't, it just work. doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, hope, I hope for for Jacob's sake that it's it's everything that it can be. I agree. I think if they let him run with it, like I know he can, that it will be. But it, being on a network, maybe there's more restrictions. Is it going to be a Canadian show that's just airing in America as well? Or is he... I'm not sure. All it said was that it landed at TBS. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. And that's it. Oh, I, a little side note that has nothing to do with anything. I said, we started and ended the season with Josh bringing me coffee. Yeah. <laughs> They're in both podcasts. Yeah. So thanks, babe. That's the best way. If you ever need to get Megan a gift, 
iced coffees where it's at. I had one today too. I had to get one before you started. That was part of the reason I was like, you know, you and you roll in, you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm late. Sorry, I'm so late. With my iced coffee. <laughs> um, it's all good. It's but anyway, good. I guess we're done. We'll see you all back for season, season four. Season four. Yeah. Season four, buds. So just check in next Tuesday and we'll see you later. Bye. Ninja Dust. Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line. 